Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listen to the Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Reporting to you from beautiful Southwest Florida. We're on opposite ends of the Gulf of Mexico. It's amazing, isn't it? You know, anybody who was thinking of moving down here, don't come down. The weather's horrible. Here either. It's disgusting. The the politics are horrible. Horrible. The weather's horrible. Freedom is terrible. suck. Yeah, there's there's literally no freedom down here. Literally. Horrible. So, yeah, I would not come down if I were you. I mean, like, the best place to go right now is, like, there's great property deals in San Francisco yep. and Chicago. Very nice. Yeah. You can do... Oh, you also... New York City, by the way. And Boston. Boston yeah. is nice. Boston. Boston. Go Boston. move the car. Go move the car. Go move the car. So, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying... Uh, I've been down here, well, first Indiana, and I shut my uh, cell phone off, and I've been enjoying my burner phone... Uh, for a long time now so all of you know my burner phone is an AT&T flip phone <laughs> with uh, no Wi-Fi and no text capability and only like uh, my mom my business my wife have that number and uh, so it's been really good so at night we come back and I check my regular phone and you people are getting the message that the number is going to be retired and nine times out of ten the response is what's your new cell phone number I need it and I've never blocked so many people in my life in one week. I've I've probably blocked 70 people in the past week now because the new number is 888-486-3674. You call Gun for Hire. You don't need to call me to ask me what the hours are or, you know, what's going on with the pistol brace rule or anything else like that. And we're going to talk about that all of that now. Uh, so... Uh, Remember, for the latest information, go to gunfire.com, click New Jersey CCW Permit, and everything is on there, including the letters on if your police chief or police department is delaying your permits or anything. Brad Hendricks did yeoman's work uh, to update all of that on the page, and we get compliments all the time, and we get customers coming in constantly telling us the police departments are using our page, and they're referring people to us, and they're referring people to our page because we have the latest information information over the state police and the AG's page. Well, that's nothing new. No. I, I remember the days when the police chiefs used to come to you to ask you what the actual law meant. They still do. <laughs> they still do. Uh, so the pistol brace, the Judiciary Committee just voted to overturn the pistol brace rule, but that's not going to go anywhere because Biden's not going to sign anything. Yeah. But again, there are three cases, and the FBC case is under appeal now, which is the Mock versus Garland, which is the disabled uh, combat veteran Marine that needs to use a stabilizing brace um, so that he can shoot um, his gun. And uh, that one has legs on it. It's under appeal. And we have until the end of May. So we have another six weeks, ladies and gentlemen, to hopefully have a a ruling in our favor and get a temporary restraining order, which will help our cause for anyone that has an other or a pistol brace. So I know people are starting to freak out, but um, it is what it is. But hopefully between the NRA, SAF, GPC, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, everybody, you know, uh, 
hopefully we're going to get a uh, favorable ruling from a judge in a favorable circuit and get a temporary restraining order and then a permanent injunction. Now, Judge Bum has not dropped yet, and uh, people are, are growing, um, you know, weary of waiting. But listen, we have a temporary restraining order. She could take three years to come yeah. up with a ruling, and this is the first time in gun history in New Jersey where the state has to wait. Right. You know, where we don't have to wait. Right. So let's exactly. relish this yep. a little bit. Yep. And remember now, we know Chief Bum, Chief Justice Bum is no dummy. She has to write this to survive Third Circuit and Supreme Court scrutiny. And uh, so it's very important that she puts her best foot forward. She could just patch something together and come out and say, yeah, I'm granting permanent injunction on this, this, and that. I'm ruling on this, this, and that. And now the case is going to proceed. But she knows immediately, um, uh, Attorney General Plankton, he's going to appeal it immediately right to the Third Circuit. And again, it's got to survive. So let's leave her alone. Yeah. Right. Uh, and uh, and and we'll get there. We're going to get over the finish line on this. I feel confident. I spent a lot of time with Dan Schmutter in Indiana. I spent a lot of time with the um, NRA Legal Defense and Civil Rights Defense Funds and everything. And, you know, everybody's feeling confident with the post-Bruin rulings. Tom King obviously was there. The Bruin case was uh, kicked off from the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association. And see, now they're waiting for the ruling from the Second Circuit and New York doesn't have a temporary restraining order. So they ha literally have no rights yeah. That's while they're waiting. That's the way we used to be in New Jersey. Which Correct. So, you know, so they're impatient. And Tom King and I had some great uh, conversations about that. So uh, more to come on that. Uh, by the way, uh, almost 80,000 people showed up for the NRA annual meetings. The record was 93,000, I think, in Scottsdale, uh, Phoenix, Arizona. But post-COVID, I think it's phenomenal that we hit, it was 77,000-something-something. I think it's phenomenal that we hit that many people that showed up in Indiana, and um, it's it's encouraging. Uh, it was a great show. It's 100 times better than the SHOT Show. Again, the SHOT Show is set up for in industry. If you go to NRA annual meeting, NRAAM.com, you'll see the next meeting is going to be in uh, Houston, Texas, next april and then the year after that it's going to be in atlanta and then the year after that i think it's going to be in uh, dallas texas I'm, i think i'm not sure offhand but you really should go uh there was a bunch of gun for hire alumni there um, that always go carl paladino of course was there al canino was there and a, a bunch of other people uh rob beckman who i was on his podcast obviously uh charlie cook riding shotgun with charlie was there I introduced him to a ton of people at NRA to, so he can uh, get more people on his show. He's just he's just a great guy. We had a, we had a good night. We hung out together for a few hours. So, uh, and I go to that show every year. So if you want to have a really good time, book your tickets now for the NRA annual meeting. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. Now, now, Sandy, I got an email from somebody, and I want to discuss this. This is a, of vast importance right now. His name is Steve, and he goes, "I received a letter from the ATF." saying I may be in possession of a now illegal FRT and I need some advice. I listen to your show frequently and I know you have spoke about this before, but I can't find the episode for reference or any advice. Our contact info would be great. Uh, now, I've never spoken about this, by the way, but no. an FRT for you newbies is a forced reset trigger. So people were buying these online and a forced reset trigger uh, basically, when you p 
push the trigger down, you don't have to release the trigger for a second round to fire. Kind of like a bump stock thing, kind of like a novelty, okay? Um, and they were they were marketed as replacement triggers for AR type firearms. Okay, and unlike traditional triggers or binary triggers, sometimes referred to generally as FRTs, the subject uh, FRTs do not require shooters to pull and then subsequently release the trigger to fire a second shot. Instead, the FRTs utilize the firing cycle to eliminate the need for the shooter to release the trigger. So it's it's similar to a bump stock. It feels the 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 concussion of the the gun the recoil and it makes it fire again again to me a novelty like a bump stock so what happened is the atf has been subpoenaing the manufacturers and the sellers of these uh wow. reset triggers and now they're contacting the end users and letting them know that uh if you fail to comply with acknowledgement that you have this it's ten thousand dollar fine up to 10 years in prison oh nice yeah, any organization is 10 years in prison and 250000 per person and $500,000 per organization, okay? So by organization, like a range or something like that? Mm -mm. Well, a gun store that sold them. Oh, okay. Now, we, didn't, we never sold these because if I bought these in New Jersey, the AG would come down on me on 30 seconds because yeah. this is something that's being watched. So this is something where people ordered it online. I mean, if you bought it at a gun show in a free state, there's, I guess there's no, there's no history that you own that. Yeah. But if you bought it online and had it shipped to your house, and the ATF subpoenaed the records of those uh, manufacturers or suppliers or distributors, um, you're on the, the radar and you're going to be getting a um, letter. So if you live in New Jersey and you belong to ANGRPC, you know, we have the legal defense um, lawyers that uh, you can go to. So this gentleman, Steve, I sent him to Evan Knappen because obviously this is above my pay grade. Yeah. And uh, my buddy in, in Pennsylvania, Joshua Prince, he has a blog. And on his blog, he wrote, you know, uh, uh, some tips on, um, you know, forfeiting stuff to the ATF. And he has some tips on here. ATF's active enforcement of its interpretive uh change and changing interpretations of what a force reset trigger is only surrender such items under protest avide that you do, advise that you do not consent to the forfeiture or destruction of your property and that you require a property receipt from the atf be aware that the agency may attempt to have you sign an atf form 3400.1 consent to forfeiture or destruction of property and waiver of notice which you should not sign under any circumstance in the event that they ask you to sign this inform them that the only ATF form you were willing to sign is ATF 3400.23, receipt of property and other items. So you can go on the princelaw.com uh, blog and get this information. Again, I'm not a lawyer, and this is out of my wheelhouse. I've never owned a force reset trigger. I've never even used one, to be honest. I've only read about them. We live in New Jersey, but, you know, this gentleman, Steve, obviously he got one. I guess he bought one online or something. And uh, the ATF is going through that list and sending their letters out. My advice to everybody in all 50 states is seek legal counsel as soon as possible on this. All right. Do not wait yeah, until they're yeah, knocking on your door. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't deal with ATF without a lawyer. Yeah, please, ladies and gentlemen, I can't I can't uh, implore this 
more than anybody else. I just, I just can't. Um, all right, let's t let's talk about. But it's it's a it's a good <laughs> example, isn't it? Right when we talk about registration leading to confiscation, and the ATF, who has for years and years and years said we don't maintain any lists, that would be illegal. Well, well they subpoenaed the list. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to tell you a really quick story for you youngins out there. Like 35 years ago, I bought from the back of a magazine a thing that you put on a cable box that allows you to see stuff that you didn't have to pay for. Right? Maybe two years later, I got a, a letter from the FCC saying I bought that and there was a fine associated with it. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I never received another letter it again, but that, that happens. You, yeah. you know what I mean? That happens. So, I, I, you know, I want to talk about, uh, you know, we're going to be ruled in New Jersey again, you know, with the three tiers. We're going to be ruled in Jersey again by a, another Goldman Sachs governor because uh, Steve Fulop is running for governor. And if huh. the Republicans in New Jersey don't get their ass in gear... You know, so we had Corzine was Goldman Sachs. We have King Murphy, which is Goldman Sachs. And now Steve Fulop, the mayor of Jersey City, who's doing such a phenomenal job in Jersey City. Oh, wonderful job, yeah. Yeah, you know, because here's the deal. If you look at like this, the, the offshore uh, fans or whatever those things are, those windmills and everything, <laughs> all, of that, all of that stuff, almost everything that's done in New Jersey is bankrolled by Goldman Sachs and they make all the profit, right? Surprise, surprise. Correct. So they put up another shill, which is now going to be Steve Fulop. And uh, so he, if we, if again, if the Republicans don't find a moderate, like a, like Jumbo, like Christie, you know, uh, if they don't get somebody like him, we're going to be in serious uh, trouble. And uh, it's going to happen again. But I want to tell you something. Uh, so Governor Murphy is almost over with his term. He's only got two and a half years to go. But his legacy, he's been remodeling his office. Oh. All right. And he only spent uh, half, half a million dollars. Oh, that's not bad. Yes. Mm. And one rug in his office was $115,000. Does anybody remember Let Them Eat Cake? Did he get it at Filene's basement? I mean, that's a, that's a wonderful <laughs> uh, you know, You know he bought it from a dem donor. You oh, know well, that. Yeah. Somebody in sure. Red Bank or something. Right. Some decorating company yeah, you uh, sold him a $10,000 rug for $114,000. It's quid pro quo. We all know that. Yeah. But in case you don't realize that we're the third tier, I want to read a quote from Murphy when he was approached by this by a little bit of the media. He wrote, we want to do this redecorating with some amount of majesty majesty who uses that word <laughs> it has gone completely off the rails who uses that oh word god it, it just shows like we said years ago there's going to come a time when they're going to take off their masks and they're going to say exactly what is on their mind and he doesn't consider himself the governor. No, He's royalty. That's right. Majesty. We wanted to do it with some of majesty. So we're going to have to curtsy when we yes. go see King Philip. I guess so, yes. How ridiculous. People go to Home Depot and buy rugs for $40. People can't eat because eggs are $7 a dozen and mm. gas is $4 a gallon. Yep. People are behind on their rent and their mortgages. Oh, wait till I get into mortgages. You're going to shit when you hear this. <laughs> but could you, and he's holding on to billions of COVID re relief funds. Yep. And his wife redecorates 
redecorates his office for half half a million dollars that we know about. Yeah, that, yeah exactly right. Half a million dollars that's on the books that we know about that hasn't that wasn't relabeled something else. Oh my God! Can you imagine? Can you imagine the shit we have to deal with? So before I go back into into uh, New Jersey. Again, I want to talk to you about what's happening federally because the three-tiered system is hitting really, really hard. Have you heard, Sandy, what's going on with the mortgage? Uh, I have, and I stopped paying all of my bills uh, (laughs) only because uh, I need to lower my credit score as quickly as possible because I don't really want to pay exorbitant high interest rates now you can explain what i just said so so ladies and gentlemen it's always been the goal of everyone to have good credit because when you have good credit you get better interest rates you get better loan loan rates you don't sometimes have to pay like private mortgage insurance etc etc it's just everything's based off your credit score when you go to buy a new car if your credit score is really good you're going to get the factory incentive you know three percent or zero percent loan and if you're a risky credit score you're going to pay eight nine ten eleven percent on on your loan which which is horrible you know and uh what the biden administration did i may first if your credit score is below 700 you are going to get a one and three quarter reduction in the interest rate whatever it is at the time based on fannie mae and freddie mac which you know let's say it's it's 6% right now, you're going to pay one and three quarter less. So you're going to pay four and a quarter percent interest rate. If your credit score is over 740, you're going to pay an extra 1% interest. <laughs> you're going to be penalized for having good credit to subsidize the people who have bad credit. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> now, I have mortgage broker friends that are already figuring out May 1st, they're giving people advice on how to lower their credit score so that they get the better mortgage rate. Jesus Christ. And then they can repair their credit score later. This is going to be a huge scam. Yeah. Open up credit yeah. card, charge uh-huh. $600 on your credit card, and then uh, don't pay it. Yeah. <laughs> don't pay it, right? <laughs> your credit score goes down, get a mortgage on a house, then pay that credit card in full, and within two or three years, your credit score will be fixed again, but you got the lower rate. Somebody like us that goes in and our credit scores the high 700s, the low 8s, because we worked all our life to to do that. We are screwed. We are screwed because somebody like me that owns a business, when I do something business-wise, I usually have to sign personally, too. So I can't damage my credit score. Right. Is this straight-up bizarro? Yeah, it's a total bizarro world. (laughs) I I just can't believe we're at this point now. Uh, but I guess I guess I can believe it. We forget you know, you what wanna... happened in the subprime uh, the subprime loan 2008? days of two thousand eight, which they say they're not doing, which they still do. They just you talk to any of the real big mortgage people, it's still being done. They just changed the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, you're penalized now for having a good credit score. Yeah, well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Yeah, you know, in New York, equity, Mayor, it's all about yeah, Mayor Adams is freaking out about all the illegal immigrants that are overrunning the city. It's costing billions of dollars a week, right? <laughs> Hundreds of millions of dollars. 
and uh, nobody really cares. Everybody in the Dem- Democratic Leadership Party, they don't care because this is a Soros-backed invasion to destroy our country. Right. It's just uh, unfortunate for Adams. They're all ending up in New York, and he they're trying to treat the illegals better than our seniors and our veterans and our homeless and our poor citizens, so they're spending exorbitant amount of money, but... You know, uh, we talk about this all the time, Sandy, with the revolving door system. And I think New York now is not a revolving door criminal justice system anymore. It's a turnstile. Yeah. And so they, they did a little report. And 327 criminals were arrested 6,000 times in New York the past year. 327 people have been arrested for shoplifting and other crimes is 6,000 times, which account for more than a third of the arrests in New York City. Now, imagine how decimated the cops must feel. Why would you want to do your job? How many more arrests could have been implemented, but the cops didn't arrest people because they're like, you're kidding, right? Why would I arrest this person? If they're going to be out before I finish writing my report. And then when they go before a judge, a judge is like, and Alvin Bragg, the Soros DA, yep. is going to be like, we're not prosecuting right. these crimes. Right. Exactly. Especially when Alvin Bragg and the mayor turn around and they say, well, no, you know, if they only steal $900, and we just, we just can't be bothered with that. So why would you want a CVS in your neighborhood? So meanwhile, San Francisco, Chicago, all of these cities now, they're all, all the Walmarts are closing, the CVSs are closing, you know, the Walgreens are closing, and now you're going to have food deserts again where lower-income people won't have a place to buy food. They're going to have to go to corner bodegas where they pay $7 for a quart of milk instead of $7 for a gallon of milk, right? If the bodega can stay alive. If the bodega, yeah, well, most of them can because why? Because they're, uh, they're locked behind glass, yeah, right. bulletproof glass. <laughs> That's the only way to do it. You know, they're locked behind bulletproof glass. But because we're living in such a bizarre world, I just want to make you understand, like our transportation secretary, uh, Pete Buttigieg, Mm. he is spending $10 million of our money, federal money, because of diversity and equity. They are developing female crash test dummies because it's discriminatory that we only have a male type crash tap stummy. I, I, I don't. Go ahead. Even, I don't even know how to respond to that. Tell me. I, I really don't know. I don't. Is, is the crash test dummy anatomically correct? It's going to be anatomically correct uh, that's, that's, because I guess we're not uh, we're not being sensitive. To the injuries of female, even wait, though wait, we wait, can't wait. define what wait, a woman wait, yeah, is, right? Exactly. How can when gender is fluid? What if the crash test dummy just, um, you know, identifies as a, a woman or male or in between or non-binary? It is Ugh. probably truly non-binary. So we need a non-binary. That's what the plus at the end of the LGBTQAI plus plus two plus nine equals seventeen <laughs> uh, is probably all about. I, Yes, yeah, so we're going to have uh, female crash test dummies, f- dummies for equity. It's just insane. I, we've it's we've gone so far off the rails. Can you imagine our founding fathers coming back and taking a look at it? You know, I guess that's what Benjamin Franklin meant when he said to the woman who said, "What type of government have you given us?" And he said, "A republic, madam." If you can keep it. Keep it. Yeah, well, we're not going to keep it. We're not going to keep it. No. (laughs) Not when we're worrying about this shit. 
Right. You know, this is our transportation secretary. There's like a daily train derailment with toxic chemicals. <laughs> but we're changing, okay. cra- changing the sex of crash tests. He's, he's like, roads and, roads and bridges are racist. Car accidents are racist. <laughs> because more minorities get into car accidents than, um, than non-minorities. So that's racist. Okay. And he says that roads and bridges are racist because uh, some cities and stuff purposely put bridges overpasses low so that buses couldn't get through to get to like beach access so minorities taking buses to the beach couldn't get to the beach because they put a racist overpass in in my 62 years i never fathomed anything like this you know when i was a kid growing up in newark and me and my minority friends when we went down the shore to like the beach to seaside or something i saw diversity yeah and and that was in the 70s. That yep. was right on the tail end of, you know, the full-on racism with right. Martin Luther King and, you know, being assassinated and everything. It's interesting. I guess we've evolved. I guess they've lowered the bridges over the years. We're going to keep those colors out. We're going to lower the bridges. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll work. <laughs> you know, and I, what I find is, I mean, let's – and you know, you know who's racist? The rich white people you in the private beaches. Betcha. Yeah, who put that's what we should be talking about. Their beach, you, you know, know, go to Deal to get a parking pass oh, in Deal. You can you only just, go to the yeah. to, to the to uh, the the town building Tuesdays from like eleven till two, and you can get a temporary parking pit. Otherwise, they have cops driving around marking tires. You bet. You have to move your car every two hours to use the beach in Deal, which means only the people that can use the beach in Deal are the ones that have driveways. Or permits that they live in the city of Deal, New Jersey. Okay, those are the ones. I do not think the public beaches are racist. Plus, I think the public beaches that charge for beach badges, the more the merrier. No, Sandy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Regardless of your race, creed, or color. Mm. If I, you know, you own a business. If you, if I owned a piece of the beach, if I was a municipality, I want a big tent. I don't know. I want a hundred thousand people to use the beach today, and not five thousand people. But, but anyway, since everything is racist, and we're going there, it's uh, we're going there. You know, Although, we wanted uh, to... you and I are both in free states now, where you can actually go onto the beach and not have to pay to use the ocean. Yeah, you don't have to pay to use the ocean. It's <laughs> it's very very it's very very weird. Yeah, you know, and uh, it's interesting that um, you know maybe maybe our leaders want the beaches to be more majestic yeah that could that could be the case they want to be more majestic huh? they want to be more majestic yeah, we don't right. want the we, unwashed we masses a... washing in the beach well, in the not. ocean we need a, there's a necessity for majesty because on the beach. because us us third tier we're going to dirty the beach on a, 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 as opposed to the, all the needles and the medical Buffy. waste washing up on the shore in the feces <laughs> That's okay, because that stuff is coming from their first-tiered buddies and donors. That's right. It's okay if they blow that stuff out five miles offshore and it comes right back to the shore, you know? <laughs> but but this, is, this is where we're at. This is how crazy and backwards we are in, in the state of New Jersey and, of course, all the other blue states. That's why you have to yeah. balkanize and you have to – You have to. We, I talk about this all yeah. the time. You know, we, unfortunately, we're going to have to eventually say enough is enough 
and we're going to have to hunker down and we're going to have to stand and fight right where we are. I, I see parents getting disgusted and I talk about this all the time and I'm proud of so many of our listeners who've taken a stand and started going to town meetings and have start running for school board and start running for council seats and everything. Please, all of you, if yeah. you have a stake in your life, and if you have kids, Sandy and I, we don't have kids. Right. If you have kids... You cannot, it, part of having the kids right now is getting involved in the civil discourse and the political process in the town and the county and the state that you live in. Because if not, this is what is going to happen, okay? Yeah, your in New York, will be suffering. Yep, I'm telling you right now, if I get arrested, and I know I'm on, I'm, I have a target on my back, the AG and the governor are watching me hard. I, not a week goes by where I don't get a watch your back warning from somebody. Mm. I'm telling you right now, if I get locked up, I'm identifying as a female and they're going to put me in a woman's prison. That's right. That's right. I'm telling you, you know, because all of these states, New Jersey and New York, they're passing these gender identity, respect and dignity and safety acts, which puts males, biological males with females yeah. because that's a safety act. Right. And uh, and all the uh, women's rights people, where are you now? There's no such thing as a woman. Yeah, that's true. So we, how could we have women's rights if right. there's no such thing as a woman? I feel bad for the women that are um, involved in uh, sports and trained all their lives and then have a man come in and... You there? Yep. I'm yeah, still. and then have a... I'm sorry. And then have a man come in and take it all from them. Yeah, exactly right. You know, especially, you know, the, the young girls who have really dedicated everything that they have to, to, to their sport. And then they go out and they compete, and some less than competent male athlete decides that it's more important to win, so let's cheat. And then everybody goes along with it and smiles and nods, and reality changes in a bizarre way, that there is no more truth, there is no more reality, there is no more science. So women are getting hurt too. Yeah. I saw a video on YouTube, a man identified as a woman and he was on the female volleyball team and he spiked the ball over the net and he broke the woman's nose, the girl, young girl's nose. He spiked that ball hard. He knocked her out. Okay. So what's going to happen? So in five years from now, the female volleyball team is going to be all men identifying it as a woman. Right, right. And, and I want to clear something up here. If you're an adult male or female over 18 years old, and you decide you're not comfortable in your skin and you want to transition, I I believe everybody should be happy. God bless you. Okay? Yeah. And you should do whatever you want to do. Like I say, just don't punch me in the face with it, right? Right. But if you're going to do that and you're going to still – and you're going to compete in a female sport, I don't think that's fair and I don't think it should be allowed. So I don't want to, I don't want to confuse the two. No. All right. Uh, everybody's entitled to be happy. Whatever you want to do, any transition surgeries, what, whatever. I'm I'm cool with it. Any your diet money. you want to follow, sure. Yeah. It's your money and your and your decisions in your life. But you have to be an adult. I believe you should be over 18 years old. But we should be not allowing biological males in any women's sport. Listen, if it's becoming that popular with transitioning, let's do it like the Special Olympics. Let's have a transition Olympics. Yeah. Let's create you know, a new category. I mean, this is this is obviously a popular fad, so uh, there's nothing else you can call it because this is not science. There is no science there that could back any of this up. But okay, so but let's say there's 330 million people in, in the United States. So you know, in a running competition, if you come up with 
a thousand men who transition to female, let them compete amongst each yeah, other and create be, classes right. and divisions. Create a new whatever NFL or we are so sports uh, devoid, we have no reference whatsoever to give you guys. So yeah, uh, yeah whatever, whatever sports team, <laughs> whatever sports league there is, make another one. There you go. Oh man, you know uh, John Petrolino wrote an article for uh, Bearing Arms. And New Jersey's governor's move on liquor license is it about guns, you know? And uh, Murphy wants to kill the liquor license business, which is quite the racket in New Jersey. If you're not aware, to own a liquor license is hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, depending on where you are. And, uh, you know, he wants to change the eligibility requirements to get a liquor license to make it more equitable. And... uh, (laughs) Yeah, more equitable because people spent a lot of money to buy a liquor license in a lucrative area or restaurant or something. But you're leaving out, you know, the mom and pop restaurants because in New Jersey we have a lot of BYOB restaurants. They're little storefronts and strip malls where you can put a little Italian or Greek restaurant and people can bring their own beer or wine in there. People bring their own cocktails too, Sandy. You see people with pre-mixed stuff and everything, you know. But he wants to deregulate this, which, again, will, will kill the people that own and pay. There's people that have financed liquor licenses. You oh, know, like If you own a liquor license yeah. in, in Hoboken or Bayonne, yeah. you, 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 Hoboken, you probably paid. It's worth more than your building and your business. Correct. You know, and, uh, of course, uh, you know, he's writing this bill, and it has parallels to the <laughs> carry killer bill that was written by Joe Danielson, you know. And, you know, uh so Murphy wants to just destroy everything, and uh, he just he just can't help himself. I guess maybe he he looks down upon these people that have liquor licenses and uh, doesn't want them to have them. But uh, Murphy also uh, this is another one by Petrolino. John John's been busy. He must be out on the boat. He's writing a lot of articles. <laughs> this one was from. Uh, uh, on bearing arms as well and uh, gun banning murphy drop kicked by the pew pew jew which is uh yehuda reamer which is a friend of mine ran into him a few times at shot show and he writes and he's written a uh, prolific writer of books and he lives in uh, texas and Gov- governor murphy on the last day of the uh, warsaw uprising uh during nazi germany he tweeted Today marks the 80th anniversary of the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising when a courteous Jewish, resi- courageous Jewish resistance fought back against their Nazi occupiers in a final act to refuse deportation to death camps. We remember these brave souls and their eternal message to always stand up to evil. Well, Yehuda Reamer, whose grandparents were um, uh, Holocaust survivors, he wrote, Yet! You restrict your state with their 2A rights. Stop pandering. You don't really care. You truly are pathetic. Ooh. And that's true. Uh, he is pathetic because the people in the Warsaw Uprising had guns, right. Mag- Your Majesty. Yep, that's right. They had firearms. They were grossly outnumbered, but they would rather die yep. in the Warsaw Ghetto than be brought to a death camp. Because at that time, the Jews realized they weren't being relocated. They were being exterminated. Right. Because the Nazis were lying. Just, we're moving you to this area. We're moving you to that area. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, never again it should happen to any any group of people uh, genocide like that. And we know after registration comes confiscation. And then after confiscation, what's left? And I know the anti-gun yep. people. They're, and again, they're always looking to take our guns. But tough shit. 
uh, when you're not taking our guns. The, the war on the guns is almost over, so you guys all have to get over it, all right? Well, let's not forget uh, that our buddy George Soros was right there with the Nazis helping them identify the Jews who were hiding with money. Yeah, the, 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 the history says he was a, 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 a guard in the camps. Yep. Helping, he was a traitor to his own people, mm-hmm. and he's like ninety-four years old. And we focus on George Soros, but his son has taken over. His son is—they passed the baton to his son, so he's—he's he's right up there. That's just great. Yeah. So we're—you know—it's tough. Are we out of time? We are halfway there. So I felt it. Uh, you felt it. That's very. I felt good. the disturbance you in the force. Identified as a clock. I identify so. today as a analog clock, An not analog a digital clock. clock. So yes. where are the hands? Big pointing? difference. Okay. Big difference. That's right. The hands are pointing at 6.30 lately, so there they, there they are. <clears throat> they used to be at noon from time to time, but now they are at 6.30. Yeah. So uh, let's take a break right now, and uh, we'll be right back, sadly. Diane Pruitt, founder, Guiding Reigns Equine Assisted Therapy for Veterans, First Responders, and their families. Fight or flight. And that's where a lot of our veterans identify. They're in that hypervigilant fight-or-flight mode at all times. And so when we're doing an activity, we do a lot of discussion about pressure. A lot of them don't like applying pressure. Well, not all pressure is bad. One of the little things that have come up is trying to get the horse to do an activity. And they're like, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to hurt them. When, you know, you're not going to hurt them. Just go for it. And... And then the aha moment is, is when they would complete an activity or a task, is then we'd say, does your horse look upset or pissed off with you? And they're like, no. And they're like, there you go. You are saying, you can't be in my face, in my pocket right now. I need you to do a job. And the big thing is setting boundaries. For example, I had one participant, and this horse would not leave her alone. He was biting at her, you know, shirt, even her pants leg. He was going for her shoelaces. And... Finally, I said, um, are you okay with that? She said, I am. I said, okay. And you'd see her. She kept trying to listen to my instruction, and she kept kind of, would you stop it? You know, just. And finally, I said, what's going on here? And she's like, he's just aggravating me, and he's all over me and in my space and won't stop. And I said, um, does that go on in your everyday life? And she looked at me like I had hit her in between the eyes. And she just paused and said, oh, my goodness, I do. I said, do you let people walk all over you? She said, yes, I do. And it was the whole she doesn't set boundaries. She would just she just lets people work, kids come at her, come at her, come at her, until she just was at a breaking point. And it's those little aha moments that she literally turned and looked at that horse like, you're totally being what's in my life. And I said, now, just take a moment and set your boundaries with that horse and let's come back. And literally that horse stood next to her and all but about fell asleep and never bothered her ever again. So it's those little tiny, just to get folks to identify, versus us sitting there going, you have this problem and this is what you need to do to fix it. We don't address it that way. We let them address the problem. The horse will bring up the problem and address the problem with them. You can keep this life-changing and vital program alive veterans, first responders, and their caregivers. Won't you please help? 100% of your one-time or reoccurring tax-deductible contribution goes directly to transforming the life of a deserving, disabled brother or sister in arms. Let's not turn our backs on those who have given themselves to preserving our liberty 
and rescuing us from harm. Please join me and the scores of other veterans and first responders who are stepping up to help our fallen brothers and sisters. Go to guidingrains.org, see what they're accomplishing, and consider helping us save this program from extinction. Because if it disappears, so does hope for so many families just like yours. GuidingRains.org G-U-I-D-I-N-G-R-E-I-N-S dot O-R-G Gun for Hire Radio is brought to you by Marty's V-Burger. Voted best house-made burger by Vegan News Magazine. Go to martysvburger.com and don't forget to mention Gun for Hire for 20% off. And as we threatened, we are back. <sighs> so, some housekeeping. Remember, I'm going to go over this quick, but NY TAC Defense, if you live anywhere in New York, N-Y-T-A-C-D-E-F-E-N-S-E.com. The brochures are also at the Gunfire Gun Range on the windowsills of outside range three and four. Uh, if you mention Gun for Hire, Gun Fire Radio, you get uh, uh, 10% off your annual membership, uh, which is uh, $3.50 a month, and that's a rock-solid legal defense fund. The next one, if you live in the other 49 states, is U.S. Law Shield, and use Gun for Hire, one word, or Gun for Hire radio code for a discount as well. And uh, the brochures are also at the range. And John from U.S. Law Shield is at the range, usually Thursdays from 12 to 3 and Fridays 5 to 8. And sometimes on Saturday when we're doing the concealed carry qualifications, we do them Thursdays uh, 12 to 3 and Fridays 5 to 8 walk-ins. And you can get your stuff done. The uh, notary ladies are also there notarizing, proofreading, and taking photos if you're interested, and we usually have U.S. Law Shield there, so a lot of your questions can get answered in one stop. I want to remind everybody, I'm still getting messages every other day, what are we going to do about insurance? And again, Judge Bum should be addressing that shortly. Uh, There is no insurance company underwriting in New Jersey for murder insurance, as per His Majesty. King Goldman Sachs. Well, oh, King Sack. King Sack. I like that yeah, better. King, King Sack. Sack. Yeah, that's He's good. a real sack, all right? Gold Sack. Sack of shit. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, so King Sack, uh, there is no insurance yet. Empty Sack. Empty Sack. I like that. Flaccid Sack. Um, uh, don't forget Decoding Firearms by John Petrolino. It's available at Amazon, Kindle, and Gun for Hire. It's also available at Aberdeen Guns in Monmouth County. Go check out John and my buddy Vin at Aberdeen Guns in Monmouth County and pick up your copy of Crime Proof or uh, Decoding Firearms. The Quarantine Crawl has a new name. It's StandStrong.biz. StandStrong.biz. Huge announcement coming soon on uh, StandStrong.biz. Imagine a site that shows all of the gun-friendly businesses where you can carry. Imagine Gun for Hire printing out 100,000 business cards that you can drop off at other places that have signs that firearms are not allowed. A two-sided card designed by Matt telling people we're taking our business elsewhere because you're taking away our right to defend ourselves and you're putting the right to defend us in your hands and I don't want to put my life in your hands. So visit 
visitstandstrong.biz. And we are going to be announcing soon that people can go online and, and add their businesses to this. Okay. So cool your jets. <laughs> uh, if you want concierge medicine, optimal health wellness nj.com optimal a 2A doc by the way a 2a doc shoots at the range and uh concierge medicine for a few hundred dollars a month you have access to a doctor 24 7 he will never have more than 250 patients and uh you're wired into him i text messaged him i said doc my prescriptions are coming up for renewal uh don't write them yet because i'm gone for another week and I, you know cvs or whatever after three four days they start sending annoying texts are you going to pick this <laughs> stuff up or are you going to let it wait all day we, gotta, we put it back yeah. on the shelf yeah so uh you know where do you get that type of service uh don't forget lake island rifle and pistol club lakeis.org they're looking for 12 to 18 year old kids to compete safety lakeis.org in carteret new jersey uh zen float center on in scotch plains zenfloatcenter.com sharon and chris decker please check them out and you know our newest sponsor is this domain is news Number two, letter A.com, news2a.com. I'm going to be reading a bunch of articles off of them today. These guys are doing a phenomenal job getting the news out. And, that you know, Dan Wass is writing for them. Charlie Cook is writing for them. Charlie Petrolino. Charlie Petrolino? Is, did I say that name, right? Yeah. yeah, John, Charlie, Ralph, Frederick <laughs> Petrolino. John Petrolino is writing for them. And uh, other contributing editors and stuff. And these guys are doing a great job. They posted the GoFundMe uh, for Jerry Arose, which you guys, it's on. So if you go to news, number two, letter A.com, a lot of updates right there. We'll be putting that on the uh, Gun for Hire homepage pretty soon if they ask me nice. You have to ask me nice, Danny. (laughs) Don't forget the CNJFO DC Project fundraiser is Saturday, July 29th. Go to cnjfo.com and uh, check out their page and buy your tickets or donate, whatever, get a table. And, of course, my buddy Steve Churchill is the chairperson of the North Jersey Friends of the NRA Dinner, which is going to be October 5th. Gun for Hire will be there. We will be the FFL. We will be donating a ton of stuff. And I am going to be the speaker. So it's going to be about hundred, at least 150 supporters raising money for the future of shooting sports. And the way Friends of NRA Dinners work, let's say that dinner raises $100,000, Sandy, profit. That $100,000 goes back to the NRA uh, foundation, which is separate from the NRA, separate from the Institute for Legislative Action. This is the foundation. So the foundation takes that $100,000, and I'm just giving you a microcosm of how it works because I've been on committees, dinners, Sandy, you too. So they take that $100,000, $50,000 of it goes to federal Friends of the NRA Foundation, which is used for the Eddie Eagle School Program, which is taught 33 million kids to date by the Mm. way on stop don't shoot you know leave the area tell an adult and also it goes to buy bulletproof vests for police officers and other charitable stuff like that none of this money goes to nra officers administration staff it's not like that okay the other fifty thousand dollars that steve churchill raises goes back to the state so if you add up let's say all the dinners in the state Let's say they have, they raise quarter of a million dollars. All of the uh, state associations and ranges and organizations and Boy Scouts and stuff can put grants in. And then the grant committee is comprised of people that ran NRA dinners in the state. Mm. 
and they sit down and go, okay, we have grant requests for half a million dollars, but we have a quarter of a million dollars to spend. And they go through the grants and they see who's eligible, who's not eligible. Maybe they 100% fund some grants. Maybe they 50% fund some. I was on grant committees for many, many years. It is a worthwhile cause, okay? You're not giving money to be thrown away. It is doing Eddie Eagle and Bulletproof Vests at the federal NRA level. And at the state level, it's directly funding Camp Perry trips, Camp Attleboro trips. You know, it's it's junior shooters uh, buying guns and equipment for kids and, 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 and organizations. So please don't write this off. OK, it's really, really, really good. Now, you know, the attorney general, uh, Stuart Plankton, he uh, he attacked the Supreme Court when the Bruin decision came out and called them a, bro, a, a rogue uh, Supreme Court, a right-wing Supreme Court, not following the law. Murphy did the same thing. The mm. only one who kept quiet was the um, the head of the state police, all right? But everybody else jumped all over it. But now what happened, the, New Jersey went all the way to the uh, Supreme Court about the Waterfront Commission. So there was a Waterfront Commission that's been around for 100 years, and it was New York and New Jersey uh, to keep organized crime out of the waterfront. And we saw how well that worked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So for five years now, New Jersey has been trying to end the Waterfront Commission, which I have no idea why. I guess they realize they're spending tens of millions of dollars a year and they're still organized crime on the Waterfront Commission, mm. you know, and, and on the Waterfront. The Waterfront Commission the, is the, the wa commission. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So, you know, he always talks about how the right wing majority ruled against our nation's history by allowing people to carry firearms in public. Like, what a tool to say that. Our yeah. nation's history. Shut up. But anyway, now. Our nation's history was people carrying firearms in public. Yes. Uh, and now he wrote. Today's unanimous decision from the United States Supreme Court confirms that we that we have said from the beginning of the case, New Jersey followed the law when it elected to withdraw from the Waterfront Commission. Our state's departure will ensure that the New Jersey State Police, the best in the nation, can appropriately safeguard our port and ensure security and efficiency in the 21st century. I am proud of our office for leading a five-year battle in the courts, and I thank the New Jersey Solicitor General Jeremy Feinbaum and his outstanding team who brought an anticipated victory to this court so he's very happy with this supreme court ruling even though it's a rogue right-wing supreme court ruling in in his you know in supreme court excuse me in his opinion mm. he's such a fucking they're such hypocrites they're such oh, tool bags yeah. you know and uh Another one from New Jersey uh, 2A. This this is from the New Jersey 2A team. New Jersey Attorney General goes soft on gun violence and murder. Like, we didn't know that. Again, this is, <laughs> we're third tier. But guys, thank you so much. You know, he keeps reducing murder sentences right. for people. Terrell Savage, 37-year-old uh, man from Millville, was convicted of first-degree manslaughter and dropped down to first was dropped down from uh, from first degree murder charges and sentenced to 22 years in prison for shooting and killing Maurice Lewis 19 of Millville in 2018 with an illegally possessed gun okay so in today's announcement the state buried the following fact at the end of the press release in securing a plea agreement the state agreed to dismiss the remaining charges against him what were those remaining charges they dismissed? Unlawful possession of a weapon, first and second yeah, degree go. counts. We always say they dropped always the gun charge, that. right? Always. 
possession of a weapon for an unlawful purpose, possession of a weapon as a convicted felon, hindering apprehension or prosecution, and tampering with physical evidence. The odious hypocrisy in this story stems from the fact that Plankin and his team have been waging war against the Second Amendment and law-abiding gun owners in New Jersey with their owner's carry killer bill. Okay, Plankin manages to undermine his own integrity in a stroke of liberal genius that is hard to beat for its doublespeak. The lengthy prison sentence we attain, obtained in this case demonstrates our commitment to protecting our residents from the threat of gun violence and sends a clear message that this kind of lawless conduct will not be tolerated. Okay, they, they knocked 30 years off of his sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a gift. Yet they'll go after you if you stop a pee on your way to the range. So if you're a criminal and you commit a crime in New Jersey, you're treated yeah. with kid gloves. If yeah. you're a law-abiding citizen and make a mistake, there's a good chance you're going to go to, to prison forever. And it goes back to exactly what you say virtually every week. Once you understand that they hate you, then it, it all makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, once you realize they hate us, it all makes sense. And I can't I can't stress that enough, but they, they hate us. They hate us. You know, you talk about the Peter Principle. Sooner or later, you will be promoted to your own level of ignorance, yep. right? Uh, the ATF, the new ATF director was up on Capitol Hill being uh, grilled. And uh, <laughs> they asked oh, him, Rep, Rep Elizzi asked him, in 15 seconds, could you define an assault weapon for me? And the ATF director said, under oath, I'm not a firearms expert. At first, he stammered and stuttered for yeah. about 15 I'm not a firearms seconds. expert. You're only the director of the ATF. <laughs> Listen, as a director of the ATF, you don't have to be a firearms expert. You should be a firearms law expert, yep. federal law expert, and you should also un know, be able to define what an assault weapon is because that's your hot point there. Right. If, if you, you're prosecuting a particular item, then define what that item is. At least be able to try to articulate what it is. No. So you could point to it and go, yep, that's it right there. You know, uh, because Dana Lesh. Right? Yes. You know, Biden, all Biden keeps saying over and over again, I want to talk about these lies. This lie was just repeated April 17th. And today's the 22nd. We're taping the show. Five days ago, this is what Joe Biden's camp tweeted because he doesn't know how to tweet. He can just barely eat his oatmeal without a bib. <laughs> sure. He wants to ban assault weapons, require safe storage of firearms, require background checks for all gun sales. Eliminate gun manufacturers' immunity from liability. Mm. Okay, so ban assault weapons. A, you can't define what an assault weapon is. Number two, require safe storage of firearms. Most states require safe storage of firearms. New Jersey, you have to sign a piece of paper that is a felony to knowingly leave a gun accessible to a minor or unauthorized person. If everybody would read Crime Proof, think like a criminal and beat them at their own game, they would know that. Real quick, we had a realtor named Adam down here showing us a house. Oh, my realtor is Ann Rauchy, a friend of mine. But a realtor showing us a house, and he has a one, a three, and a four-year-old. And he saw my tattoo, and he's like, oh, I'm thinking about getting a gun. I gave him my email, and I said, I'll send you a Crime Proof book. He was very gracious. He showed us the clubhouse and everything of the place, and he didn't have to. But everybody should lock their guns up. And he wants to require background checks for all gun sales. That's called a NICS check, uh, yep. president. That's what that is. Mm -hmm. And then eliminate gun manufacturers' immunity from liability. The gun manufacturers do not have immunity from liability. 
Okay, if a gun blows up, right. something they did a design, they're liable for yep. it. They do have right now immunity if someone commits a crime with that gun. The gun manufacturer is not liable. Right. Straight up lies right. by the administration and the press over and over and over about this. Just goes at it. But Dana Lesh had fire. She wrote, you can't define assault weapon. Also, gun manufacturers aren't immune from liability, and you don't get to lecture anyone on anything, storage included, when you can't even hold your own son responsible for, for falsifying a federal 4473 form. Oh, let's uh, forget the tax evasion issues. Well, that's 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 a whole nother thing. But his son, anyway, yeah. broke the law, and nothing right. will ever happen to Never. him. No. But yeah, he, they continue many to repeat times, these many lies. Times. Not only did he falsify on a forty-four seventy-three, but he also threw his freaking gun in a dumpster. She no, she threw it in the she, dumpster. Yeah. Uh, Heather oh, yeah, or whatever the, the pole her name is. That he was married. No, to. not the pole dancer. Uh, Bo's wife. Oh, Bo. She threw the gun in the dumpster because oh, so you know in the family. Yeah, and then she told him, and he went and looked for it. He couldn't find it, so he called the Secret Service, and they covered it up. And then they went to the gun store, and they asked for the forty-four seventy-three for the handgun. He refused to give it to them, the Secret Service, because oh. they wanted to hide the purchase of the gun forever. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's an article by this Sofia Nieto Munez. New Jersey gun owners criticize the delays in concealed carry permit process. So you guys, you know on our webpage, Brad Hendricks came up with a great uh, thing for, uh, you know, what to do and follow when you're getting a hard time from the town or people still have carry permits held up by the judges. But, uh, you know, it's nine months after the ruling, and there's still people waiting for their carry permit that applied eight months ago. Right. That got backlogged from the judges, and uh, it's it's really it's really really horrible. And you know everybody's pointing the finger, blaming this one, blaming that one. But you know you have to get to the point where, if you do not get involved, uh, you, you you know at the local level you're not going to get anything changed. If you go down to your town meeting and on record, if you present yourself and the chief and the mayor are there and the council members are there that you're frustrated and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and it's on record, you will get a phone call the next day from the police chief or the permit officer and the fire will be lit under that, you know. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you have like Assemblywoman Myla J.C. in Essex County and, you know, she's against anybody owning a gun. And she's like, uh, the fact that there's a backlog is new to me, but it's also upsetting <laughs> to think that many people want them. She can't even say the word gun, you know? Uh, and she says, I'm frustrated. I'm having a hard time seeing how broadening it or making it easier for people to have them when there's such a high rate of murder and violence. That troubles me. There's it's a not high the, rate of murder and violence because there haven't been good people with firearms. Yes. I'm approximating about 70,000 people have their carry permits in New Jersey already or who have applied. And I think we're going to see it max out at about 150,000, to yeah. be honest yeah, with you. We've had it. over 10,000 people at Gun For Hire get their carry permit already. How's that? Wow, that's pretty good. That's not bad, right? Yeah. We got to pump those numbers up, ladies yes, and gentlemen. Get your asses up there and 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 get over here and uh, and get your permit supplied. But there are ways to handle it. Remember now, when the police department comes and asks you for donations and stuff, you should make sure you let them know that you had to wait nine months for your permit 
and uh, you're not too happy about that anymore. And uh, maybe they should, you know, uh, fix the system because we're tired of waiting. Because if you, uh, if you had to wait like that uh, f- to pay your bills, if you let them wait, they would lock your ass up. So yeah. it's not an equal system because you have to remember the police and your elected officials are first tier. They're majestic. They're majestic. Yes, okay, sure, we're the yes. third tier. We're the bottom feeders. The second tier is the criminals and the illegals because they get whatever they want. Yeah. So you have to remember that. I want to do a learning thing. This has been coming up a lot, and uh, I, we've been trying to help people, and I want to put an alert out there. This is a Dan, guy named Dan. He sent this one. He goes, I'm asking uh, uh, about the mental health uh, uh issue from 122222 with the carry pretty because I'm a Marine Corps veteran with two tours in Iraq in the early 2000s. Thank you for your service, Dan. I have PTSD and put myself in an inpatient program at the VA hospital to help with my issues. I have my firearms ID card. I have guns and you know and I got them with a doctor's note. It was not easy to say the least. Now my rights have been taken away because of the bill stating that I need a mental health expungement. I will do it if needed. It has to be taken to court. Any advice on what I should do would be greatly appreciated. Love the show and the range. Thank you. Sincerely, Dan M. Dan, I'm telling everybody this. If anybody has any mental health uh, issues, treatments, or whatever, and there's requiring a mental health expungement now, we have doctors and lawyers. Join ANGRPC.org. You can go to uh, standstrong.biz. We have two doctors, two psychologists, and a psychiatrist under Optoff's area. and we have lawyers this is something that you need to spread this to your friends and family ptsd is not a disqualifier to own a gun uh people have it okay and but you need to have the backing if you need to get it expunged you need to go through the process you know expungement for crimes in new jersey is a well-oiled machine now you have law law offices like pisano they do it for a couple of thousand dollars you know cradle to grave and it's going to get that way with mental health expungements at well as well the police departments now when they're processing your carry permit they have to cross the t's and dot the i's and if you had gotten a gun uh fid card and pistol permit previous to the law change uh you were okay but now applying for a carry permit you have to have a mental health expungement if you had issues you don't need a mental health expungement if you you know see a psychiatrist or a psychologist or something because uh, you can just get a letter from a doctor if you qualify saying it's okay for you to own firearms. But this is a slippery slope now because that department probably within 30 days is going to come and seize his firearms and take his firearms ID card mm. because he's not eligible anymore. Right. Uh, so again, this is all new and it's dynamic and we'll have more info. And I guarantee you, New Jersey News 2A and, and, uh, Brad Hendricks and uh, all the lawyers out there, Knappen included, they're going to come up with more direction here. So if, if when in doubt, send an email to info at gun for hire in confidence and, uh, we will guide you and direct you the best way possible out there because, uh, especially someone who gave, uh, you know, years of his life, uh, to fight for, what's left of our glorious country overseas, they should be granted, you know, as much help as possible. Um, That's it already. That's it. 
Okay, we got a ton of classes coming up. Urban Mace, Urban Stun Gun, Atenzia Kali, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Gun Cleaning 101. Urban Precision Rifle, shooting out to, I don't know, a couple of hundred thousand million yards or something. June 9th and 10th. Use of force, hemorrhage control, everything. Love all you guys. Sandy, uh, you can wrap it up. I've had enough. The weather here is horrible. The <laughs> politics are horrible. There is no reason for you ever to come come down here yes okay? right. especially even on coastal alabama which is disgusting it's, it's yes filth, you filth, don't you, you don't on the beach you can't yes, you don't want to be terrible. here horrible yeah the jellyfish Needles. are eating us alive yeah. oh it's terrible yeah and the red tide red tide too it's bad 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 very bad and uh it went fast for us but probably not for you you've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to gun for Iron radio Gunfire Radio is a kind of big media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, master trainer, Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them Out Their Own Game, which he failed to mention is available at uh. bookstores everywhere that great books are sold. And at the gun shop, bookshop, gun range known as Gun for Hire, where he tends to visit from time to time when the spirit moves him. Yearly. Yeah, yearly. Yes. So uh, go out and get it, especially because it is a fantastic way to prevent you from becoming a victim in today's society. Well, uh, God willing, Jesus tarries and the batteries hold out. We will see you again next week from the opposite ends of the Gulf of Mexico, where it is horrible. Stay where you are. Stay away. <laughs>